explicit. Now, in case you aren't fluent in whale, that was Welcome to Weird Animal Facts Explicit. This is a show dedicated to the weird, odd, unusual, gross, and oftentimes disturbing facts about animals. Although, I guess today I should say, whale come. <laughs> Get it? Because, well, okay, because February 20th of this 2022 year is World Whale Day. That means today we're talking about whales. We're learning about whales. We're wishing that we were a whale, and we're wishing that there were more whales in the world. And soon, we'll also learn that being called a whale is actually a compliment. Well, it should be. My name is Deidre, and I have seen a whale before. In fact, I've seen multiple species of whales, mostly in aquariums, since when I was a zookeeper, the employment actually got me in for free. Oh, yeah. But I have seen whales in the wild, too. I've even seen dolphins fucking in the wild. Oh, yeah. Who technically, you could say, are whales. Dolphins aren't whales. There's porpoises. You're wrong, and then you're right. And to explain, let's go to the world of classification. Kingdom phylum class. Order. Family, genus, species. Fun fact, whales are in the same order as even-toed ungulates. Arctiodactyla. Kingdom phylum class. Order. Family, genus, species. Between order and family, is a sneaky little devil that goes by the name of Infraorder. That, the Infraorder, is where whales reside. And only whales. Here's a quick list of whales for you, for your reference. And uh, just in case you do know your whale species, let's play a game. Go ahead and take a shot each time you recognize one of the words. And all you marine bio kids out there, whoo, you're about to get drunk. Sperm whale, right whale, pumpback whale, orcas, including the killer whale, dolphins, river whales, gray whales, Atlantic spotted dolphin, pygmy sperm whale, beluga, narwhal, fin whale, blue whale, and many, 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 many more. All those animals that we just listed are whales. Are you drunk yet? And whales are in the infra order of Cetacea. Cetacea? Cetacea. C-E-T-A-C-E-A. Yeah, yeah. Cetaceans. Yeah, I feel embarrassed. It's it's pronounced cetaceans. Please note that neither the manatee nor whale shark are in fact whales. Therefore, we will not be discussing them in today's episode. Except for in this exact moment now. Now back to the show. There are two suborders of whales in the world. Toothed whales and baleen whales. Are you keeping up so far? <laughs> All right, so there's the order of the even-toed ungulates. That's oddly also includes whales. The Actuladilla. Actuladilla. Sure. Then there's the infra-order of only whales. Cetaceans. Then it breaks off into two sub-orders. Toothed whales and baleen whales. Or for you sciencey nerds out there who want to hear me suffer through pronouncing Latin words in a poor attempt to summon the Kraken. <laughs> Odent... Odenticitia? No. Odentociti and Mysticity. <clears throat> and that's as far as we're going 
in our taxonomy journey for the day. As for the day, World Whale Day, that started in 1980 in Hawaii because of the Pacific Whale Foundation, so to help raise awareness for humpback whales and their ocean home, of course. Since then, all whales have been included in the celebration. Celebrate, celebrate, come on and celebrate. Celebrate, celebrate, you're a big whale today. And it's a good thing that all these whales were included because in case you didn't know, whales are dying. Let, let me let me take that again. And it's a good thing that all these whales were included into World Whale Day. Because, in case you were unaware, whales are dying. But before we get into the sad shit, let's do what any good movie does before they pull you down the emotional trauma train and surprise sadness and put a great big smile of misleading happiness on your innocent face first. And we'll do that with some whale facts. Oh yeah! There are nearly 100 species of known whales in the world because we might discover no more because the ocean is very deep. We don't know what's down there. It could be a giant kraken waiting to crack open your soul. Soul, yeah, or your skull. Anywho, about 77 of those are in the toothed whale gang, and the remaining 15 are baleen whales. But how do you tell the difference, as whales don't normally breach while flashing their charismatic smile for you to see or not to see their pearly whites? There are a few differences between the baleen and tooth whale. First, Baleen whales, such as the commonly known blue whale and humpback whale, have baleen in their mouth and, and not teeth. That should be obvious. But if you're on a boat at sea trying not to throw up while whale watching, then you'll be able to tell a baleen whale from a tooth whale by their size. Baleen whales are typically much larger. After all, baleen whales are also called great whales. And baleen whales are so great that they even have an extra blowhole. That's two holes to be exact. Now I guess we can learn about the tooth whales. These whales have teeth. The better to murder you with, cause they are motherfucking predators. predators. Dolphins, killer whales, need I say more? No, no I don't. Back to the baleen whales as they are seen as chill since they use their baleen or teeth they're baleen teeth, I guess you could say, because that's what they're made of. They're made of the same thing as teeth, which is keratin. Anyways, they use their keratin baleen teeth to filter the, through the ocean water and eat some very small critters, which is incredibly weird to actually think about. Okay, the largest animals on the entire planet eat some of the smallest things, such as krill. Some will even eat fish, but mostly rely on zooplankton and phytoplankton. <laughs> And now it's time to play What's the Difference? In today's episode, we'll find out what's the difference between zooplankton and phytoplankton. Ooh. Ah. And why you shouldn't just say plankton. There's a difference. And to figure out the difference is as easy as looking at the word. Zooplankton has the word zoo in it. You know, like zoology, the study of animals. Well, phytoplankton has the Greek word phyto in it, meaning plant. 
It's not spelled with an F, boys and girls. Not like your dog, Fido. It's spelled with a P-H-Y-T-O. Fido, that means plants. Because there's a difference. It's tiny animals versus tiny plants. Zooplankton and phytoplankton. And that's the difference. Fun fact. The word plankton comes from the same Greek word that translates to mean wonder or drifter because they can't swim real good, so they just float along with the tides. And that's what baleen whales eat. These tiny microscopic zooplankton and phytoplankton. And even though this isn't the whale episode, one thing we keep hitting on, especially this season, is the fact that this world is an ecosystem. That means it's all connected. When we let the world do its job, then it becomes a better place for all to live. This means don't murder whales. Looking at you, Captain Ahab. Oh, they think me mad, Starbuck does. But I'm demonic. I am madness. Maddened. I would agree that anyone who chooses to murder a giant whale is indeed mad. Or just has a very tiny dick. After all, we don't hear much about women murdering giant whales now, do we? The murdering of whales, or as the advertisers would call it so to make it sound not as menacing as it really is, whaling. Because whaling simply sounds like a nice sunny afternoon floating on a catamaran along the clear blue sea in hopes of spotting a whale in the horizon. That's not what it is, because what it really is, what whaling really is, <laughs> It's taking a giant-ass, sharp, pointy harpoon and propelling it through the skin of an innocent whale so to murder it. But they didn't and don't just use harpoons. In fact, there are multiple other torture devices that they use, and some of the names of these devices sound as awful as their purpose. Blubber hook, throat chain, chain strap, head strap, and blubber mincing knife. Oh. <sighs> Whaling has been around for over 4,000 years thanks to the Norwegian and Japanese. On the plus side, when they did murder the whales, they did use nearly all the parts of the whales, so I, I guess that kind of makes up for it. Ah. The thing is, whaling is still happening today. And just like how ocean fishing is a hard thing for officials to monitor and regulate, so is whaling. It's a big big wet ocean out there. So big that it can be easy to illegally murder a giant whale and get away with it. That was easy. Somewhat shitty fact. In 1982, the International Whaling Commission called for a temporary stop on commercial whaling. But can you guess which two countries said, uh, no thanks? Yep, Norway and Japan. Here's a better fact. Some species of whales have actually benefited from the International Whaling Commission's call to stop hunting. One is the Eastern Pacific Gray Whale. Alright, so I get why you, a zookeeper and the host of an animal podcast, cares about whales. You're just kind of weird, that's what you do. But why should the rest of us care? They're just giant fish hundreds of miles, if not more, away from me. They have no impact on my life. Uh, yeah, they do. 
they have way more of an impact than you even realize. Remember just a bit ago when I mentioned the ecosystem? Well, here's how whales impact the ecosystem. Oh, and by the way, you as a human being, you also live in the ecosystem. I mean, if that helps you to relate it back to you, after all, us humans are rather self-absorbed, so I better relate it back to you selfish little bitches. Whales live in the ocean. This we know. Phytoplankton also lives in the ocean. This you should also already know. Baleen whales will dive, and keep in mind that some can dive as deep as 2,000 meters, and some even deeper. Oh, by the way, that's like 12 times the height of the Washington Monument, but underwater. And the largest whale is the blue whale, who can be nearly 100 feet long. That's like a 10-story building. Imagine this 100-foot-long whale swimming down 2,000 feet and then back up. And the reason why they need to come back up is... Any guesses? <gasps> to breathe! They're mammals. Duh. Mammals breathe air. Now, if you'll recall you, in a pool, diving down and then back up, you'll find that when you dive and then come back up, the water around you moves. For you in the pool, it might be that random band-aid that follows you down and flows with the current that your dive created. But for whales, they're helping to mix the ocean, similar to how you mix the dressing in your salad. But whales aren't mixing in the balsamic vinegar. Their natural diving helps to circulate nutrients, which is important for the phytoplankton because that's what they eat. And guess what that tasty nutrients is? Whale shit. Fun fact, whales come up to the surface to shit. Then, after they get that breath of air, down they dive. And some of that nutrients comes with them, helping to nourish all of Triton's creatures at every level of the sea. Before we continue in on why whales are so gosh darn important, we need to learn just a bit more about phytoplankton. Time to learn! As we learned earlier, phytoplankton are plants. The zooplankton are the animals. Phytoplankton, that's the plants. Phytoplant, right? And these tiny plants, they're basically microalgae. And a very important thing that all plants do is photosynthesize. Photo, photo, photosynthesize me. You remember what that is, right? And now it's time for a segment called Guess That Scientific Vocabulary Term You Learned About in Grade School But Forgot. What is it called when plants absorb carbon dioxide, aka CO2, then convert that CO2 into oxygen for us to breathe? A photosynthesis. Correct. And now it's time for the bonus round. The increase of carbon dioxide trapped in the Earth's atmosphere is due to a term called... Oh, it's, um, oh, it's a... Oh, greenhouse effect! That's correct! <laughs> Whales help to maintain the health of phytoplankton. And because phytoplankton is a plant, they're capable of storing a lot. And I mean a lot of CO2. Meaning, the more phytoplankton there is, 
the less CO2 there'll be in our atmosphere. Meaning, the more whales there are, the more healthy phytoplankton will be, and less CO2 in the world, minimizing the threat of climate change. Climate change is real, people, and the whales are our savior! Whales help to provide half of the oxygen we breathe. That's 50%. <gasps> because if there's more whales helping to increase phytoplankton, not only is phytoplankton storing CO2, but they are also pumping out all that fresh oxygen for us to breathe. Every other breath you take, you ought to be thinking a whale for. <gasps> Thank you, whales. This is why we need to protect whales. We need to stop murdering them and we need to care. Whales affect us in a much larger scale than we ever realized. And when we think about whales dying, we typically think about whaling. And yes, whaling is still a huge issue today, but it's not the only nor the greatest threat to whales. Right whales, for example, who got the name right whale because they were the right whale for hunting, their population dropped nearly 10% in the last decade. Why? Of the right whale carcasses that scientists were able to document, they found that their deaths were due to either entanglement in fishing gear or vessel strikes. As for the vessel strikes, they proved to be extremely deadly to calves, meaning less young to grow up and produce more offspring and increase their numbers. But what's more heartbreaking, you know, in case you wanted something to really cry about today, <laughs> are the whales that die from getting entangled in fishing lines. That's sad. For all the fishing vessels that are out in the ocean catching the seafood that we eat, it can be very hard for officials to monitor and keep them from just tossing overboard any broken or torn lines. I mean, after all, they don't have a need for that broken net. What's that? What are they going to do with that when it comes to catching a fish? But now all that rope and netting is in the ocean. And if a whale or really any animal swims into it, it can kill them. And I'm not talking about like a fast, painless death. No, 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 no. They are entangled. Like imagine running through the woods in search for a road with somebody's entire bag of dirty laundry tangled all around your body, like legs, hair, face, arms. It's crazy, and it's like choking you pretty much. And no matter what you do, you just can't get that dirty laundry off. Or then add the fact that whales basically are dealing with this exact same thing, but underwater. And you know what? They can't breathe underwater, so that means they could literally suffocate. These are the threats that whales in all ocean life are facing on a daily basis. But good news, you can help. One of the easiest and best things that you can do to help is simply by going to an accredited aquarium. Here in the United States, for example, we have the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, commonly known as AZA. There's also WAZA, the World Association of Zoos and Aquariums. There's also ZAA, Zoos and Aquariums Association of Australia, and Europe has EAZA, the European Association of Zoos and Aquaria. 
Now, the reason why you should only go to an aquarium or a zoo that has been accredited by one of these associations is because these associations have very high standards when it comes to their members, such as where the animals come from and how these animals are cared for. Just like it's important to know where your food comes from or to shop locally, you need to know if the place that you're giving your money to is going to spend that money on protecting those animals and their natural habitat. Or if they're just going to use it to pay poachers who capture these animals illegally. Ugh. Your dollar can make a difference. And if you still need help figuring out if there's an accredited aquarium or zoo near you, then I made it super easy. In the episode description of this episode, you'll find a link to WAZA's website that will help you find an aquarium or zoo near you that meets these high standards of care for their animals. And if you find that you love your visit that much, then please, please consider purchasing an annual membership as aquariums and zoos use a large bit of their money to donate to conservation causes and some have some of their own conservation programs that you can learn more about by just visiting and asking. Trust me, most people at zoos and aquariums will love to word vomit all their fun facts about everything at you. Trust me, here I am doing it now. But let's say you'd like to see a whale in the wild by, I don't know, uh, going on a whale watching tour then it's also important to know how to do that correctly, as you don't want to be giving your money to whalers who are using whale tours as a front. To ensure your whale watching experience is the best for both you and the animals, the International Whaling Commission has a handy acronym you can remember when asking questions to these whaling tours. SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, and they throw a C at the end there just for fun. So, safety, conservation, onboard education, regulation, environment, and that extra C is for community. Now, these are very long and important things I could go over, but because the International Whaling Commission has it all written down perfectly, I don't want to fuck it up by trying to explain all this stuff to you, so I've added a link to the episode description for you to click on and learn exactly what you need to ask so not to get thrown overboard and fed to the fishes. And please don't feed me to the fishes as I literally butcher some scientific names. Scientific names are hard. This is the part of the show where I attempt to read scientific names, and as you heard earlier, I fucking suck at it. But I still do it because some of you love it, and what the heck, it's entertaining at the least, and somewhat educational if I say it correctly. I asked my roommate Emily to send me the names of the scientific words, wait, I asked her to send me the scientific names of some of the animals, and since it's just whales, we're not doing all the whales, I just sent her a random list of whales, some that we talked about, some that are just fun. Here they are. Right whale. Eubulena? Glacilisis, <laughs> humpback whale, Megaptera, ooh, that was good, Nova Angelica, <laughs> blue whale, Belinoptera musculus, mm-hmm. sperm whale, Bister microcephius, orca, or killer whale for those of you who aren't up to speed. Orcanus orca, 
And finally, we have the Amazon River Dolphin. Inya Geogoff. Geoff? Geoff. Hmm. Geoffrenesis. Alright, now I know that this episode is a bit shorter than some of the other ones, but that just means you now have more time to go visit your local aquarium or learn more about responsible whale watching. Hell, you may even have time to go finish reading Moby Dick. Whatever you decide to do, just be sure it's positive for the whales. And That was stay weird in whale language. Bye.